0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable.
1: And I'm Bill Price.
0: And we are back at it today with Season 4, Episode 2. We're going to jump right into uh, just kind of uh, just shitting and talking about... uh, Shitting. Chatting and talking about uh, our games that we've played recently, some um, games we might be coming up, games that are on our minds, games, 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 games,
1: games, (laughs) as we do. Games, games, games. And I think this is actually Episode 2.
0: 3. You're right. I am totally wrong about that. I'm just out of sorts. I don't want to confuse anybody.
1: If it, that's right. It's yeah. like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just started listening to this podcast that started with episode 3 intentionally and it just threw it throws everything off. <laughs> so and uh, unintentionally did it here but we're back regardless. Uh, and yeah where do you want to start today? Um, you want to kick it off with a certain game that's on top of mind or... Reflect on a game that, uh, or I guess that's the Um, same thing. Reflect on the game you played.
1: (laughs) I actually, I have a whole slew of games I want to talk about. But but to start off, I kind of want to introduce a quick segment called Games I Was Really Wrong About. And there's just the one. There's (laughs) just one on it. Um, And that's Res Arcana. Ah, interesting. So... I gave it a fairly positive review back, I don't know, a year or two ago, and uh, I was like, it's fine. It's it it's a fine game. It's it's fine. It's a seven, or whatever. Um, I'd, I'd recommend it to people who were looking for that kind of game. I'm not sure I'd ever play it again myself. It was fine. I didn't say anything bad about it, per se, but it, it de- certainly wasn't like on my list of I'm so excited for to jump back into that. Right. Q about, I don't know, four or five months ago. And I, uh, there was just, it's been so popular. And so many people have been talking about how great it is. And it's got these two new expansions. And I was just like, maybe I missed something. Mm-hmm. So I played it again with Kirsten. And absolutely fell in love with it. <laughs> and we played it again. And I we played it a third time. And I'm like, this is so awesome. So I immediately bought the new expansions. And uh, the the Pearl expansion in particular is fantastic. Um, and we both really, really enjoyed that. Uh, both expansions add, a lot of cool content without changing the core of the game. Uh, The Pearl expansion does add uh, the new Pearl Pearls are now like a new um, commodity or whatever element, whatever they're called. Um, So it kind of, it it does effectively, you know, change that dynamic. Uh, Now Pearls are, because they're very difficult to get, they're actually worth a victory point. Hmm. And instead of playing to 10, you played at 13 so it's kind of sort of does to res arcana what uh i think cities and knights did to Catan, you know where it you're playing to more victory points but there's a few more options to earn victory points so it kind of opens it up a little bit um but i was i was dead wrong about this game i uh (laughs) it's great i really 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 enjoy it i know i'm Super late catching this bus. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of just waiting at the bus stop, and the bus just kept waiting and waiting. And as it's pulling away, I'm just, like, jumping on the bumper <laughs> for this. Yeah. And, and super my bad, and I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. But uh, but I was wrong about Res Arcana. I really, really have enjoyed it, and so has, so has Kirsten.
0: Nice. Yeah, this is one I have... Obviously, hear a lot about, but I have not played it yet myself. So, explain what Res is. Broad, broad strokes. Rez Arcana is like an engine builder, um, alchemist type game, or you're a wizard or something. I don't quite okay, understand the so, broad strokes.
1: So you're a mage, okay. and so uh, wizard, whatever. Um, wizard. But but the 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 key thing to this is that you have this. Uh, everybody starts with. um depending on how you you start you can either just randomly distribute a hand of cards uh a deck of cards I guess is only like uh I don't know seven or eight cards that you start with um randomly or uh you can draft them which which is what we we do now is we get all the cards and we we draft them back and forth uh take one pass take one pass take one pass um, and you can kind of build your hand a little bit better with synergies there, but uh, so basically these cards that you start with are the cards, the only cards you have for the whole hmm. game. Okay. So that's kind of the hook: is that you never like you never really know what you're gonna start with. Uh, the mages are are asymmetric to an extent; they have small powers that sort of separate them from each other. Um, so there are definitely asymmetric player powers but they're not game breaking by any stretch and 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 none of them are super powerful and they're the kind of thing where uh depending on the way you play you may only use that power a very small number of times if at all so um Mm. It doesn't have as big an influence as you would kind of think it it would, uh, which I I'd, I'd sort of like to see if I could do one change. That would probably be it. Um, but the uh, the the key really is this hand of cards that you have, this deck. Um, like I said, I think it's either seven or eight cards, or nine cards, or something like that. It's a very very limited number, and you draw five into your hand, or four or five into your hand, and you can you can play there, and then it just comes back into your hand as you discard and and, Hmm. um interesting but it's, it's it's a very small deck that you're drawing from and building from and playing from and as you build the cards in your hand you pay resources to build them or you can play play them um and these get you these get you resources when you you build the cards in front of you your deck shrinks shrinks pretty dramatically um, okay. And in some in some cases, like there's when you redraw like you may have all of your cards in your hand. Uh, it's very possible to do that, especially if you go on a building spree and just really build a lot of the hands in your deck. but it's very finite what you can do. Uh, which is where the cool strategies come in is you have to find a way to synergize cards that may or may not truly have any synergies. Uh, and you can hmm. also, one of the, the big things is you can discard a card in order to take some of these essences. I, I Commodities earlier, but they're, they're essences. Um, so like the fire and the water and the life and all the different, there's different essences. And um, you can actually discard a card and not use its power or not build it, but just take essences with it. which uh, Or gold. So you can either take two essences or a gold. And gold's kind of tough to get, uh, so it's worth a lot more. Yeah. Um, so that kind of is a way that you can sort of use cards that don't synergize with the rest of your deck. Um, and one of the lessons I learned after the first game or two is you don't have to build everything. Just because you can build a card doesn't mean you should. Um because you, you pay essences to build a card, and then you get that benefit every turn. That's, so it is kind of an engine builder to an extent. Gotcha, you're, You okay. can build your engine, but it's very limited in how big you can build it. Um, but then you can also buy these, and really the, the way you're going to get points is by um, buying these monuments, which cost gold, uh, which are worth victory points and or give you powers, and the, uh, you can also buy these places of power, which are very expensive. Uh, you can buy them with essences. They're very expensive. They cost a lot. But they're worth, uh, in some cases, a, a pretty dramatic amount of victory points. So okay. you're, that's kind of your key. The monuments and the places of power are really what you're building everything. You're gearing everything towards getting those for in-game. Uh, And that's where where your engine kind of drives everything is towards which places of power do you get? Which monument? uh, Well, the monuments all cost the same, but they have different effects. So like one might be worth a bunch of victory points, but really doesn't do anything. One might be worth one or two victory points, but has like a special power that it does that really helps. Like, you know, you gain a gold every round or, Hmm. you know, you can take two essences or, you know, you can draw an extra card or something really, really good. Um, so that's kind of part of the strategy as well. But that, um, that limiting factor of a, not all, not ever starting with anything close to the same hand and, and kind of knowing that almost nothing in your hand is gonna, is designed to, to go with Those cards. Sometimes you'll luck out and you'll get like a card that gives you like a discount on building dragons and you'll actually have a dragon in your hand. You'll be like, yay. Uh, But you can't count on that. Uh, You can count on that a little more when you're drafting. That's kind of why I I like the drafting aspect of it is because you can sort of construct, almost construct uh, a deck that, that works with other cards in your, in your hand. You're going to have some, some cards that are going to sort of be dead weight, but but the benefit of having those is you can draw them and then you can discard them to get more essences and stuff. So uh, huh. so even cards that you can't that, that aren't really good for your game plan are st- they still fit in with your strategy, which I yeah. think was a cool idea. Yeah.
0: Huh. All right. That sounds really cool. I think I like it. Yeah. I. This one obviously pops up so much. You just hear about it talked about constantly. It's kind of crazy to see because see, I I think the last time I saw it was when you were visiting or you were in town and it was at the table. Do you own, do you own the original or did you oh. own the original like when you were back when you were in Denver?
1: Not, not when I lived in Denver, no. I just bought it uh, myself maybe four months ago or so oh, okay. when I decided to give it a second try.
0: So who was floating it around game night? I'm trying to remember who had it.
1: Aaron has it.
0: Oh, Aaron does. Okay.
1: Yeah, Aaron's where I first he's the one who first taught me how to play. So the the, the two times I'd played before, uh he had taught me.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: So And it yeah. plays surprisingly well at too. Uh like huh. it it really really does. I I, I enjoy it at too. It kind of feels sort of like what i always kind of wished those head-to-head battlers felt like where right. it's not like a here take this take that it's just like i'm gonna do my thing and you do your thing and it's the first one to get the thing wins, right. you know <laughs> and it's that it, it, instead of like directly hurting the other people so there's not yeah. a whole lot of you can really do you can quote-unquote attack other people but it's basically like They can stop the attack by paying a life essence or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. So that does almost nothing. So there's really no (laughs) incentive to really like send your dragons after anybody. It's, uh, which is, which I like. You know, I, I don't like, I don't like take that games anyway. So, yeah. It's kind of the perfect head to head battler for me because I, it's, it's not that sort of like ah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha you again. <laughs> ah, I got <gotcha> you again. <laughs> right? Because I don't. I don't like to play that way. I don't like to get people. It's not my my thing. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I think it's that's those are annoying games when they're at that core. That's what they are. Well, and it is Tom Lehman too. I just r- realized that it was. Yep. I didn't realize that. Um, Sam. So okay, yeah, I got to check this one out. I didn't. I didn't realize it was Tom Lehman. Huh. All right. RezArcana. And you said two new expansions are out or they're just two expansions that are out available right now?
1: Uh, they are available. I have both of them. Um, If you're going to get one, make it the Pearl expansion, which is the second expansion. Uh, the first expansion's fine. It basically just kind of gives you a little bit more of what's already in the box. It adds like demons or something, but it's... It doesn't have that big of an effect on the game. It's cool to have the extra stuff. It gives you a couple more places of power, a few more monuments, some extra artifact cards, some more mages, which is always fun. But but it doesn't really inherently change the way the game works. The Pearl expansion really adds, because it adds that whole extra essence, it adds the pearls, which are really Hmm. nice. Um, It really changes the dynamics. Of, of the game a lot and i think it uh i i will probably never play without the pearls
0: all right cool all right rezzakana with the Pearlers, pearl expansion mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna check this one out for sure oh it's actually really it's
1: only 32 bucks on amazon yeah. I, that's actually why i bought it because i kept coming up as like this, this like really good deal i'm like wow that's that's super cheap I'd yeah. be I'd be terrible not to give this another try. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously there's a there was a disconnect between my enjoyment and the enjoyment that everyone else had been getting, and it was fine. Like I said, the, the, when I played it, it was fine. It yeah. just didn't excite me. It didn't make me wanna necessarily jump to play it again. But if somebody walked by and was like, "Hey, let's play Res Arcana, I'd be like, "Okay, um, yeah." But now, like, I would suggest this game i thoroughly enjoy it and uh i i was wrong i i was wrong <laughs> i admit it i was wrong and i'll never do it again oh i'll do it again but uh <laughs> but not about this particular game <laughs> right well, <I'll>, well yeah <laughs> right, fair enough
0: um nice well speaking of aaron um I'll was. i talk a little bit about a game. I played it over at Aaron's uh, over the weekend. I played another game of Vindication. Um, I like that
1: game a lot.
0: I do, too. So Vindication's an interesting game. I really like Vindication, but I don't think I would get it. A, because I know someone who has it and is happy to play it. But B, for me, it's got a bit of a runaway leader issue. But I still really love this game. Uh, Because when I play it, I try to not do what I think is the runaway leader strategy, which is fighting monsters and just being the strong brute. I think that focus is just too easy to, to get too much of a lead that you can't catch up with. Um, or it's ha- really hard. I should say it, it feels like they have an edge. And of course, when you put that, uh, um, strategy in the hands of Jeff, it's impossible to catch up because of course we, we played and Jeff got by chance. This is of course by chance, The um the best warrior character for fighting monsters, (laughs) of course he did. (laughs) That can't die basically, and it's just like, oh well, I'm just gonna constantly fight monsters, and I'll you know to be fair to the game, we could have tried to start our turns by focusing on just stopping jeff but you know we've started our turns to focus on starting our own engines and you know and so jeff just got this trickle lead that kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger we never caught up with him but i really had fun of the game i like vindication a lot it's such a interesting game it reminds it uh there's there's a few other games that have a similar like look and feel like um uh oh what's the house one the um uh, what is the name of that one where you make a little what? house and uh That's what actually protects you. Dwellings, yeah, dwellings of Eldervale. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And uh, I guess those are the two main big similar ones that I can think of. But they don't play anything like each. They play. There's some similarities, but they play very different from each other, and um, it's a totally different game. But for some reason, Vindication for me, I just it just hits. I don't know. hits me hits me and gives me a warm fuzzy feeling everywhere because there's something about the idea of just you're just a piece of trash human who's trying to better themselves on this island by going on uh, mission. Not even missions, just sort of exploring. And it, it's not exactly clear why or how you're start so supposed to become a better person because you're really just sort of wandering around, uh, yeah. finding enlightenment
1: and fighting monsters. That's but the weird somehow, thing. It's like, who who's ever like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm going to go fight monsters and be better. Right. Like, right. what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: now you're a hero. All sins are forgiven. It's just, it's so I... funny. Like, the theme, it's great, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's still great. Um, I just, the vindication, the way you move around the board in vindication is one of my favorite things. So, uh, as an apt comparison to dwellings, Dwellings has similar things where there's hex tiles where you're jumping around the board at different locations. But in Vindication, you have access to more locations at one time. Um, you travel in between them on these triangles that divide the board made up of hexes, uh, and so you're bouncing between these triangles, and you can visit anything that a triangle touches, so two or three locations. And it gives you a lot of options of how to do your turn, how to get somewhere, and you um, whether or not you do want to visit something. Uh, And, of course, the board reveals itself as you are um, exploring more. So the way the game plays and the corners of the game that might be a hot bit of activity versus a far-flung area where you could go off and try to make something work um, without interference from others is really interesting. And it always manifests itself in different ways. And so I just really, really love the game. I find it easier and easier to play each time we've played it because there's always that... It's not a super dense game, but there is a, um, you know, you do have to be thinking on your next turn. How am I going to get this done? And so I'm not just sort of noodling around, wandering, <laughs> trickling in oh, points. Yeah, I want I to set myself light. for big point swings. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's rated at 3.06 on BGG. And I think that's, like, if you played it a couple times, I feel that's appropriate. The first time I played it, it felt much denser because you've got to, yeah. you do have to think ahead a little bit per turn. To prepare for you know doing a lot of things in uh your next year because you only have three maybe four or three actions one is uh, one this or that type of action so there's technically four but um yeah just a great game it was nice to revisit vindication i hadn't played it in a long time and uh so it's nice to jump back on the table and, and take a crack at it every time i play this game i try a different strategy and have real fun trying to explore that um, this time it was a uh, you know Jeff got this runaway lead, so we were all kind of our doing our thing, and then we we're all just trying to like hunt Jeff down, but no one could like <laughs> quite stop him, and so his just lead was insurmountable. Um, and so, but at end game scoring, it it still it wasn't close. Jeff was way far ahead, but the rest of us were close ish that it was a contentious uh, contentious game for second. Uh, but yeah, anyway, vindication was just a fun one And we got to the table recently, and it was really nice to to revisit it. Such a good one.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I I love it. What are the odds that, like, four or five total pieces of human trash would show up on the same island? (laughs) Right, right? yeah. Same same day, even. Like, this is weird. I'm going to be a better person. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, For this coincidence alone, I will improve myself.
1: (laughs) Weird. (laughs) We all survived. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it it just been more fitting if they all just, like, died because they were that bad, you know?
0: Right, yeah, or had some like horrible injury, but no, perfectly preserved, safe as from all scratches, they just wash up on shore on this bountiful island to discover. And then yeah. they uh get right to it, doing whatever that somehow makes them a better person.
1: <laughs> makes me want to be more garbage, you know.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing too. <laughs> Jeff never vindicated himself. All three of us did, but he did not. He was just a piece of trash oh, the whole game and he of still course. won.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. They should. You shouldn't even be allowed to win that game if you're if you're not bending. I
0: agree. The whole point is to be better.
1: <laughs> it's the name so, of the game, right? Right. <laughs> Literally, the yeah. name of the game. <laughs> How can
0: you forego it?
1: <laughs> right. Son of a bitch. Right? It's like winning Monopoly without having any monopolies. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's the <laughs> the the uh, communist way of playing Monopoly, and you crush it. If we all team right. together, X' probably be a good way to play the game actually. It's somehow oh, you it just sh- everything shares everything. <laughs> you create a commune
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no i really I really like that game i I really do I have super fun memories of it, so yeah, sure. it's super I w- good. I would love to give that another shot at some point. yeah, nice.
0: What else you got? what have you been playing that's on your mind?
1: um, well, I have a game that I got a um, couple weeks ago that I have played solo um, probably six or seven times and it's not a short game either. so uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of time on my hands uh, the last few weeks but um, it's called Cape May. okay. And it's uh, it's about this town, I guess, a Cape May. and i don't don't even know where cape may is but uh according to donnie it is uh it's like a birding mecca or something it's very important in the birding world so Mm, um, it's apparently like a real place Hmm. uh i I know i'm not selling anyone on this game yet but uh (laughs) but it's 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 very well produced like exceptionally well produced uh the The board's really pretty. The pieces, like the buildings that come with it, the 3D plastic buildings, are incredible. Um, hmm. It's just uh, it's it's really really neat. And the the idea uh, is to to get the most victory points. Uh, but what you're doing is you're developing um, Cape May. With uh with different Victorian houses and then uh, potentially turning them into landmarks hmm. and then uh, opening up shops which eventually turn into like larger biz bus- excuse me larger businesses and um and you get points based on um some of it's based on majorities uh some of it's uh, based on where uh there's there's four different areas like the sand area and like the dirt area and like the I don't know, the concrete area. <laughs> the, it's different. Uh, there, there's different areas, the grassy area. Oh, and, okay. um, and so there's different areas that you want to have the most Victorian houses on uh, or the most landmarks or what have you on. and um, But the closer you get to the beach, the closer you get to the sand area, the more expensive it is to build them. Okay. And so you build these things and then you they some of them give you like more income when you draw income on the seasons and uh it's I think there's 12 turns I think there's four three turns in each season uh, and there's obviously four seasons because yeah, that's how seasons work <laughs> and um, and you can also like land on certain spaces that uh, that let you draw birds from the birding bag and uh, and, and you want to collect like, different unique birds Uh, that gives you points at the end Um, the core mechanism is you have this hand of cards of movement cards okay and you play a movement card and you move your guy on the board um, in whatever direction you want unless the arrow tells you you can't go that way Um, exactly that many spaces okay and what you're adjacent to when you finish you can build, uh, you have the option to build, uh, a house or a, um, a shop, a commercial location, depending on whether it's, uh, like a hex or a square. And, um, and so, so, and it also depends on, on which area you're in and how much it will cost you. And if you have enough money and, uh, and, when you do these things, it, it adjusts the income track, and then every time season switch, you get all the money from wherever you are in the income track. So if you're on thirty on the income track, you get thirty dollars at the end of the season, hmm. and you use that money to um, to upgrade your your house to a Victorian house, and upgrade the Victorian house to a landmark. And each of these things give you more and more victory points, especially uh, specifically the Victorian houses when you have majorities in in certain areas. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, the the way I played was uh, solo. There's an AI, so it's basically it's the exact same game. Like I'm playing against another player, It's just the the AI tells. It has some advantages and the the card just says what to do with the player. So it's basically the solo game is effectively a two player game. Um, but I, I really, really liked, uh, the dynamics of this game. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a very peaceful game. Um, it was fun to play. I just like poured a beer and just, uh, just took my time. And, you know, it, it was just, it was really nice. It was, uh, it was peaceful. It was quiet. It was—it's uh, beautiful huh. to look at, and and there's actually some really good decisions to be made in it. So I uh, I recommend it for sure. Yeah, uh, it
0: looks really cool. It so it really you're, is. and so yeah, so you're communally building this town up, but you're I, okay. But your buildings are like a specific color, so you know what you did there.
1: Yes. Hmm. Yeah yeah you're you're developing everyone's developing the the island or the the cape uh everyone's developing the town but um but it's very obvious who is developing what gotcha so and then when you uh when you upgrade like your uh your shop to a business uh you get these upgrade cards that that do like a special power it's like it can either be an in-game scoring thing or it can be like a one-shot like super big special power or something because the businesses don't really get you any in-game scoring okay so nobody cares about the businesses at the end of the game but the businesses are the primary way that you um go up on the income track to get money in order to do all the, the other stuff that you need to do so um and then these upgrade cards that you get from upgrading them are are pretty powerful. So so some of them will give you good up in game scoring. So it's it's uh, it's really beneficial to to have that. And it's 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 a really neat choice too. Because like obviously you're gonna get more points at the end of the game when you're building houses, but you can't really build the houses until you've established some commercial operations as well, because you have to finance these houses especially the landmarks which are, give you the most benefit at the end of the game uh, they're not cheap they're pretty pricey actually so huh um, interesting it's, it's a really interesting like dynamic of when do i do this versus this and how much do i put into this over here in order to hedge my bets for later um, and there's just enough time too that the 12 rounds feels comfortable um, it doesn't feel like And I'm hoping it's not 16 But I think it's 12 um, it, it feels right Wh- Whatever it is it, it feels right It doesn't feel like you're ending too prematurely But it, it feels like you've kind of do- Gotten to do everything you wanted to do uh, But at the same time It doesn't get old It doesn't feel like Is this game going to end Right. So it's, uh, it's definitely a sweet spot
0: cool yeah that looks really neat That's, I, I love the we just played suburbia the other day and it kind of reminds me of a it's not suburbia at all but like the idea of your kind of communally at the end of your game you sort of look back and see what kind of town you built and uh, <laughs> the odd yeah. things that get placed together and, and the way you had to do it where it's like this doesn't make sense logically but points wise I'm going to put these buildings next to each other
1: yeah it, it is really pretty and the uh, the solo game is a really fun puzzle like if you if you solo game a lot, if you do much sad game time, the uh the the solo game is a really fun puzzle to play. It's uh I would put this probably in my top top ten solo games at this point. I, oh, I really, wow. really okay. like the solo mode on it a lot.
0: Wow, well that's that says something then, and I like sad game time. So I think am try and get this one on the table. Um well, let's see. What can I segue to for what I played recently? Well, I'll throw out a uh, – we were talking about, I think, in episode – one of the last two episodes of season four, we were talking about um, another Japanese game and uh, from Sashi and Sashi, and I played another one of theirs just the other week that I really, really liked. It's a flip and write called Let's Make a Bus Route, or "Route," oh. however you want to pronounce it.
1: I've heard so many good things about this. <clears throat> yeah this one it was
0: really really good it's um so it's a flip and write and you're basically um i guess you're a bus company i mean it's not once again with the their games it's not exactly clear <laughs> who and what you are just what you're doing this you're is very a, obvious a,
1: a bus like entity
0: <laughs> right exactly some sort of bus like entity who has the dominion to create their own bus routes within the city of uh, wherever we are but somewhere in japan um And so what you're going to be doing is they are – there are communal goals that you're going to have. So pick up this many of this type of passenger or stop at these specific types of locations this many times. And uh, then you're going to have your own secret goal. Your own secret goal is you have to make a route that connects – Three different stops and any way you want to As long as you hit these three different stops By the time the game ends You get a bonus for yourself for that um, And so the way the game is going to work Is that you um, are going to uh, There's these move lists Associated with a color And there are six colors in total And there are two cards Of that color each time or in, I'm sorry, in the moving movement deck uh, But everyone's game board Has a different interpretation Of what these colors are Do And so when you're making your route, let's say orange comes up and my orange might be go forward three or make a bus or extend your route three spaces forward. One, two, three uh, or three streets forward. The other orange might be extend your route going forward and then one turn. And so they're going to be different based on the color. So not everyone's doing the same color doing the same movement all the time. It's a lot of different movements. And you're going to be swinging through, picking up certain passengers, uh, dropping them off in their location. There are, uh, let's see, three – no, there's four different types of passengers. Two of them – want to be uh or three of them want to be dropped off in a very specific pass- place and the last elderly people they just want to ride the bus forever you never have to drop them off They you just pick them up and the more you get the more points you get that's but the you... life right <laughs> i know i just like i just love the idea of these just japanese retirees or pensioners riding the bus all day exploring their city what a great what a great way to spend the afternoon but you're going to pick up tourists and drop them off at one of two tourist locations. You're going to pick up workers, and they want to be dropped off at metro stations so they can take a train to wherever they need to go. And then you're going to pick up students uh, which want to be dropped off at a university. And some of them are limited in how many you can have. For instance, the tourists, you can only fill the bus with um Four tourists, before you have to drop them off somewhere, they score high, and so you want to get a lot of them, but you have to keep stopping at their stop or going through their stop so you can refresh how many you can get. Same with workers. You can only have three of those. And so you can drop them off in a metro. If you have three and you swing it and pick another one up or spot by another one, you cannot pick them up until you drop off the rest of them because your bus is already full. Um, and they'll give you bonuses. If you have a certain amount, you get another bonus for an additional type of passenger for dropping them off, which is cool. Um, and then students are interesting in that they you can only ever get six students total. But each time you stop by a university, that university acts as a multiplier. So if you stop by one university and you have six students, that's one times six Two universities, two times six, et cetera, et cetera. You can get four universities total. So you can kind of focus on any one of these and really make a lot of points. But obviously, you're going to be encountering a lot of different types of passengers through your journeys through the city. And uh, it's just a really cool and well-designed game. You get punished if you cause too much traffic. So that means if someone has a line or driven uh, drawn on a road and you your bus route uh Per, goes parallel to that line. It so basically follows the same road that's already been traveled down by this bus. You're creating traffic and you get a penalty for that. It's a minor penalty, but it's a penalty. Uh, you can always intersect lines and uh, that's totally fine. But if you're driving around the same basically route road that someone does, that's, that's you want to try to avoid that. Um, and yeah, anyway, this is just another Sashi and Sashi, very simple, straightforward, well-designed game, but it is a really fun little flip and write and a lot of replayability, a lot of ways to approach it. Um, to rack up points, I played a few times in a row and felt that there's still a lot of options to of strategy options to kind of explore. And the cool thing about this one, the other reason why I brought it up, is that they are releasing two new versions: the uh, let's make a bus route New York and let's make a bus route London. I'm assuming london's going to be available in europe and new york's going to be available in north america but the fact that both of them are coming out is really cool and um, sometimes sashi and sashi games are hard to get your hands on because they don't they don't have a big distribution network over here but i'm guessing this one is directly intentioned for over here so um if flipping rights are your thing and and uh you like kind of this what i've described sounds kind of cool and it is a very cool game keep your eyes up for this one in the next year it's going to be a really cool little game and i'm going to try to grab it myself if i can
1: i have i have heard lots of lots of good things about like the sashi and sashi games are actually getting a ton of buzz they are like uh, everybody on the dice tower goes crazy over them like it's uh it and and so there is a lot of buzz about them so i would imagine that if they don't have much distribution here that there's certainly demand i think so I i would hope that they could either would either pick up distribution for it, or somebody would uh, here would reprint them or something. But um, it's got to
0: be a matter of time. I hope because yeah, like you said, so. you're starting to hear more about them. Um, the recent one, remember our trip, seemed to get a, a fair amount of buzz as well. That's the one um, I think is the most recent one that came out. And so yeah, good for them because I really I love these guys. They're such a great de- design and um, art team that. And then uh, let's see what was the
1: standing uh, in front of elevators or whatever is uh, yeah was was pretty got a lot of buzz. Like uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people raving about that one.
0: Yeah, that's another great one for them. Um, I the that's the first one I got exposed to, and that kind of got me on their bandwagon. I was like, wow, what a weird theme <laughs> for a game, and yet a really really amazing game. I would never have expected. Just standing in an elevator line would be a really enticing game, but it is. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. They're also getting uh, assistants like Daryl Chow helped design Remember Our Trip. And so they're teaming up, it seems, with artists that have more exposure in the states uh, or designers that have more exposure in the states to be able to maybe, I don't know, is that the segue or they're just getting more notoriety and getting deeper into the broader board gaming community uh, worldwide outside of Japan. But either way, I love the fact that they're getting some buzz because their games, I can't think of any other design team that has a more quirky engaging game design style than them right now and their games are usually pretty straightforward relatively quick but very unique and definitely oh, yeah. definitely nothing like them in the industry at the moment
1: oh for for sure 100 percent. like even just the themes alone and the yeah. mechanisms too from what you described but even the themes alone are like so out there that you're actually you're like wait tell me more about that <laughs> right 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 there's no work? way you can make a game like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i can't wait to see more from these guys and uh just trying to play everything i can that they've done been everything for the most like like any designer, there's ups and downs but I, everything they've i've played of theirs i really enjoy and um some i like more than others but definitely each one is unique and very distinct and um yeah it just means like wow that was really cool <laughs> regardless
1: yeah i'll i'd have not had a chance to play any of them, but I uh, I have my eye out. For All sure. right, keep
0: your eye out for when New York. Let's make a bus route. New York drops some. I think it's coming out sometime this year. So definitely want to keep your eyes out for. It.
1: Done. All right. Well, we can stick to the uh, the flipping right genre. All right. Uh, for my next one, which is uh, Cartographer's Heroes. Oh, okay. Which is a. Standalone sequel slash expansion to Cartographers, uh, but it can be be played by itself. Which uh, I've never played Cartographers, but uh, I have Heroes, and I've played it a few times. And um, it is a a flip and right. Um, you have a map, and you're basically uh, you pull a card, you flip a card, and you can put that pattern. Um, well there, there's usually options there's like uh, you can you can put uh, two I don't know two uh, farms or three waters in an L shape uh, or a forest or something like that so you you pick which one you want uh, and there's there's different territories uh, there's a one two three four there's four different uh, five different like territories, You'd be like forest or a village or farm or water. And then there's also um, monsters and heroes that come out. Mm, okay. uh, there are also mountains which, uh, which are pre-printed on your game sheet. So the mountains are stationary. They are where they are and you kind of have to build around them. You can't build anything on top of a mountain. Um, you can collect coins by surrounding a mountain orthogonally. Uh, you can defeat a monster. Uh, when a monster comes, it's basically a shape. It's so like a okay. Tetris shape of some sort. And you have to draw it somewhere on your map. And if you're playing with more than one person, you give you you actually move your map to the person next to you. And you take the other person's map. And you draw the monster somewhere on their map. that, And they draw the monster somewhere on your map that's most inconvenient for you. <laughs> um. And so, so then you get it back and you're like, shit, that totally, totally screwed me up. Um, what do I do? Uh, now, when a hero comes out, uh, a hero is also a Tetris shape, but it like destroys monsters. Oh, um, interesting. And so, so you can kind of use it to cancel out uh, and you can put it where you want. So you can use it to kind of cancel out some of the monster parts that other people have put on your map previously uh you can destroy a monster otherwise by just surrounding it the same way that you do with a mountain okay so uh so you can defeat it without a hero but a hero actually will cancel out you build kind of the hero sort of on top of the the monster and sort of cancel it out that way um and then uh at the end of the game there's uh i think i don't know a few seasons three or four probably four seasons because you know it's how season's work still and um and I think that uh so at the end of the game there's these scoring cards that every that are up at the top that everybody has throughout the whole game that you're kind of trying to secretly not secretly but publicly trying to fulfill things like you know uh for every group of I don't know five forest areas you get three points or something um so, so there's there's different things you're trying to accomplish on on your maps uh you're trying to build towards uh by the end of the game huh. and Interesting. and so those scoring cards are going to be different every game uh obviously the cards that come out each season are going to be different every game um so there's a lot of variability uh i've enjoyed it quite a bit um I, I still if'm I'm, if I'm being honest about flipping rights, uh, I still think Welcome 2 is my favorite flip and right, and I would play Welcome 2 over cartographer's heroes most days. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Cartographer's Heroes is a fun flip and right. I, I enjoyed. It. It's very different, uh, different feeling. It's, uh, it evolves very interestingly. If you don't like Tetris, you're probably still not gonna like this game either. <laughs> uh it's not gonna change your mind for sure um because it is that kind of it is a spatial puzzle ultimately speaking so if that's yeah. not your gig you're not gonna fall in love with this game um i like it i like it a lot i don't uh i don't love it per se but uh but I'd I'd recommend it for sure. If anybody anybody who likes the the roll and ride or the flip and write genres uh, is definitely a good addition to the collection.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check this one out. I we really like cartographers. Like I really I really like uh, just the base cartographers game. Find myself grabbing for that one a lot or using it as a, a takeout. But so have you played the base game without heroes?
1: Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't. So so if you like cartographers, from what I understand, like you'll. Like heroes is like cartographers plus one. So I I think you'll you'd really, really hmm. enjoy it.
0: Hmm. Alright, yeah, I'll have to take a look at it. I because yeah, we play um my wife and I really like cartographers. We'll play that a lot as uh just kind of a you no know, something to do type of game. Um yeah, I'll have to check out heroes. I love the idea of being able to defeat the monsters. That's a really cool idea. And just looking at some of the monster cards here, they've got really interesting ways of defeating them too
1: or continuing
0: damage they'll do potentially. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. And, and and yeah, it's not just, uh, like just the shapes too. Like the monsters and the heroes have, uh, a lot of them will have like continuing effects and things like that. So, uh, it is, it is really, really neat in that regard for sure. It's, uh, from, from what I've seen of cartographers, like I've, I've watched before I played heroes. I, I watched some videos on cartographers base game and, um, from what I see, uh, Cartographer's Heroes is is basically just cartographers plus ads, some extra <laughs> stuff. And the, the heroes really does seem like a really neat concept uh, in relation to, to when the monsters come out.
0: Yeah. No, uh, awesome. I'm going to check that one out. Cartographer's Heroes. All right. Sweet. Cool. I got a rec- another recommendation here. Uh, let's see. What can I jump in? I can throw out um, the. Well, a uh, couple here. One, speaking of roller rights, I guess, we'll stay on this track. I just found. Uh, not I found. I played a game called Viva Java, the dice game. So this is a, another roller. There is a Viva Java game. I've not played that one. Um, and it. Is, or I'm sorry, Viva Java, the coffee game. The dice game. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's three titles in one because there is a Viva Java the coffee game, and then they made Viva Java the coffee game, the dice game version of it. Uh, okay. That's that's the one I've played, and uh, I, I've I've heard that the Viva Java the dice game or the coffee game is more of a uh, kind of a drier Euro style game. Don't know anything about it beyond that, but the dice game is a pretty great dynamic version of. Um, the main game. And so you are brewing coffee or you're creating brews of coffee in this game. And so you're going to be rolling a bunch of dice and you're going to be trying to create a certain amount of certain types of brews. And um, then the brews kind of get popular and people start drinking them and you sort of trickle in points if you can hold on to this... Brew for a while, like being the hottest brew in town, you'll trickle in points because people are drinking it, but then someone brews something better and they take it away from you, and then they're trickling points. But you, that, no, don't worry about that. You can still get points by different means. You can make your own brews just for points. Um, you can uh, try to overtake the main brew, you can um, upgrade your abilities as a brewer, so that means that you have access to more beans, or maybe you can manipulate the beans a la re-roll dice <laughs> to get better results with your roasting process. You can, um, let's see, what else can you do? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What well, are the other things you can do, but that's kind of the main stuff, but you're upgrading... Um, five abilities based on the five bean types that you have available to you. You don't have to do that, but you can. And as you upgrade them, you get um, more rewards and closer to the end game. Then uh, you're going to be kind of jockeying for position with this main brew. And I don't know, I guess it's hard to explain fully, but it's just a really well-designed dice game. And and I, I really, really enjoyed it. So this is definitely one to check out for, if you can find it. It also i think i was told that the the publishing company that makes this game dice hate me studio um went out of business (laughs) so i'm not sure as well yes yeah i'm not sure if this game will ever be picked up again i hope it will because it's a great roll and uh, roll and write um but I hope it. I hope it will. If it doesn't, then try to find, get your hands on it used. It's really. It's definitely worth it. And if not, this is definitely a game you could print and play if you really wanted to. If nothing else, I would check out a playthrough of this game just to take a look at it because they did a great job with this game. the The theme is really good. The um, playing cards, the the boards, the little boards are all. Um, what do you call it? Uh, coaster size like cardboard coaster size. They're actually cardboard coasters (laughs) and uh, the, and they are, the artwork on them is just like this sort of like soft tones of like coffee shop colors where a lot of Browns, a lot of earth tones. Um, There's a lot of replayability and it plays with plays differently with the player player counts. And there are, it comes with a like collection of these chits that you can use uh, to cover up the existing spots to totally change the game and and adjust it to your taste or just randomize it and make it a really different game each time you play so they put a lot of work in, and replayability thought into this game and it's just too bad that they for whatever reason uh went under because i hope their game lives on because they did an amazing job with this game it's a really fun one
1: well you've sold yeah, yeah so buy. not viva
0: java the coffee game viva java right. the java coffee the game coffee game the, game dice, the game. dice
1: game, the dice game. Yeah. I almost you know bought Viva Java make? the coffee
0: game. <laughs> you know
1: what they should make? Is Viva Java the Coffee Game, the Dice Game, the card game. Ooh. So it's like go. a card game version of the dice game <laughs> of the coffee game of Viva right. Java. <laughs> Bam. That could have kept go. them in business. That That's kept what they were missing.
0: Business. Yeah. It was the one oh. thing. They were in development and they couldn't pull the trigger fast enough. Missed couldn't opportunities. Get it to production.
1: Missed opportunities. Um, I know, right? Well, you're making this too easy on me because we're going to transition into another beverage-themed game. All right, uh, called Chai, Oh, which okay. is about brewing tea. And I played this one with uh, my friend Aubrey and Kirsten. So uh, I got a couple of three-player games of this in, and if you like the concept of and the gameplay of Splendor but you don't love trading gems in the Mediterranean <laughs> um, and you're looking for a monumentally overproduced game Uh <laughs> like just like absolutely gorgeous and wonderful like the components in this game are 10 times what they need to be Uh huh. for for the weight of this game. It's a, it looks like it would be like this super complex monstrosity, but it really is like, just like core simple. Um, it is basically splendor with tea. Um, and so what you're doing is you're, you're drafting these, uh, these components, um, different tea components from this, this herb garden or whatever. Um, but the, the thing is when you pay to draft from a, an area, um, you get to collect everything that um, that, that component is touching uh, that's the same component. So, uh, so you can actually draft something um, in order to bring ingredients together so that they're touching so that you can draft one of those and then in turn get a whole bunch of them. So huh. like if it's kind of like a grid basically of um, of ingredients, and if you draft something that is orthogonally adjacent to something that's the same, and then something else is the same, something else, like you get everything that is adjacent to everything, everything that's grouped together, and and you can you can draft more than once in a turn as long as you have the money to do it. So you can strategically kind of set up to take something to to scooch everything down so that now you have the opportunity for a big draft to just get one thing, pay for one thing and just get a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, It's very neat how it does the, the drafting piece of it. That's obviously different than Splendor, but ultimately it comes down to you're trying to use these components to fulfill drink orders for. Uh, these different customers, and and they're basically like buying Splendor cards. They're worth uh, victory points at the end of the game. Okay. So it's, in essence, really, really overproduced Splendor, and, and it's really not any denser or um, any more complex than... Than Splendor, but but it's a it's a very different experience. It it feels like I still kind of prefer the simplicity of of Splendor, um, just because I can set it up really quickly. Chai does take a little bit of, of setup, but okay, but Chai is uh, it it inherently is it would make an excellent gateway game because it's so impressive looking on the table. Like you set it up and people are like, "Whoa, I didn't know board games could do this." That <laughs> they can actually, if they've never played really any any modern board games, they can still play this. It's that light.
0: Hmm, okay, so, yeah, it looks beautiful on the table. Look yeah, those so tiles. It's, it's very,
1: it's very enticing. It's very good because like, my my friend Aubrey's not a she. She's a role playing game. She's a D anD D person. She had no concept of of how board games and such uh but (laughs) but she loved this game in fact she when she went back home to denver she uh she ordered it online as soon as she got home um so it's uh it's very easy to teach it's very easy to get into it's easy to play and it's it's really pretty uh it it is it is a little light for for what it is is kind of the only complaint um i'm probably never gonna like I wouldn't bring it to game night, per se. Oh, but if really? I were having, but if I were having people over yeah. who weren't really gamers ha, coming over for the evening to, you know, eat dinner and play some games, um, and they don't really know what play some games means, uh, I would right. probably pull Chai out. huh okay. In the same breath that I would think to pull out, like, Ticket to Ride.
0: Gotcha, okay. Still that's oh, great. Those are great games to have like in your pocket. I think we all as absolutely. gamers run into that situation where you're like Oh, absolutely. okay, you guys aren't up for this. Let's see, what else could we do here?
1: Yeah, and it's think, such an engaging theme too, because like who doesn't like I mean obviously there's some people that don't like tea. I'm not the biggest tea fan myself, but like a lot of people really get geeky about tea. You know? Oh, for sure. So like it's it's not Uh, a theme that turns anyone off it's not like oh oh stock market game no thanks right yeah 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 or or like oh game about zombies no thanks but it's tea (laughs) like who's offended by tea (laughs) right we've
0: all seen tea Exactly. everyone's aware of tea
1: yeah so it's it's a good one i would i would definitely recommend it i i enjoy it i wouldn't like I said, I wouldn't necessarily think to play it with my gamer friends, but I would always uh, look to this one to introduce anyone to the hobby.
0: Nice. I really love the fact that they have the ceramic tiles. I've, I, After um, uh, Azul came out, I was hoping there would be a scourge of ceramic tile games, and there really wasn't. <laughs> really? But it's such a great tool for games and so it's cool to see them being used. these thick chunky
1: oh, tiles yeah. and these tiles i'll go in this bag and you like pull them out and it's like it the bag is like really heavy and chunky and it makes the like loud chunky noise it's <laughs> just awesome. it, it's really fun to play like kind of the experience is almost more exciting than the actual mechanisms but uh but there's a good game in it too for sure
0: awesome yeah, that's great. I, I, that's a good one to think about because everyone should have a couple of those games in their collection where they are just like games you pull out with that you can you can enjoy, but they're a simpler game and easier to approach game that is well-designed and not just a uh, check-in-the-box type. All right, I guess this you could handle this. Here we go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Century Spice Road is usually kind of my go-to for... Mm-hmm. Um, for that sort of thing. Cause it's, it's panned out really, really well. But I actually think Chai would be because Chai just a hair lighter. Right. I think Chai would probably be a better introduction and then step up to, uh,
0: to century spice road. Um, well, let's see. Can I find something in the, <laughs> to do with drinking or <laughs> I'm trying to, I could keep the segue going between games here. Um, I don't think I can. I well, I can get close, but this is more food based. But I'll tell okay. you about a game that I played, and this is a grocery store game that just turned out to be amazingly good. Uh, it's a g- little game called Abandon All Artichokes. Um, mm. Abandon All Artichokes is just uh, an a, you'll. Uh, I found it in a gro or it's in a grocery store. It's actually my well, I should say my friend. I'm telling his story. My friend found it in a grocery store, and he told me about it. We played it virtually, but um, it's a game that you can find pretty easily. I'm sure it's at Target, or I haven't checked, but I, I'm sure it's around in places like that, and definitely at board game stores. But um, uh, it's it's a simple little game. Uh, the designer is Emma Larkins. I'm checking right now if she's designed anything else. She has... Oh, no, she has. She does have other games. Um, interesting. She's got another... She's got a few other smaller games, but Abandoned All Artichokes, I believe, is the first one. Oh, never mind. I take it back. She's got one way back in 2016 she did. But this one is great. I've not played those other ones. Uh, the designer is Emma Larkins, and it is a game about growing a vegetable garden. And for some reason, your vegetable garden that you have is just full of these unwanted invasive artichokes <laughs> that have popped up and so huh. you it's a deck or it's a deck building game and so you are uh the way it works is you start with six cards six artichokes cards in your deck and you draw i can't remember how many cards you draw i think you draw four cards three or four cards in your hand each time um And so – and at the first time, of course, they're all going to be artichokes. Uh, And then there's the market, the cards that are available in – or uh, the vegetables that are available to plant at the current market. And I believe there's like five or six of these out at at a time. And on your turn, you take something from the market, and it's going to do an action. You play it off, and then you discard, and you redraw for your next turn. And the goal of the game is to, when you draw for your next hand, and I take it back, it is five-card draw. So I think you start with, like, eight or ten cards in your deck. uh, For those next five cards, if none of them are artichokes, you win the game. So you're trying to slowly get rid of the artichokes out of your deck and your hand, at least to the point where your odds of drawing a non-artichoke hand are very high, and the first person to do that wins. And so the other vegetables will have some effect. Either they straight up let you eliminate artichokes from the game or they let you maybe give an artichoke to another player – or let's see, I'm trying to think of some other abilities um, off the top of my head. They might let you um, immediately draw another card so you can kind of plan out where your next or what your next draw might be. Um, if, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, is it playing another? Yeah, OK, certain I'm trying to just look up some actions here to give a better sense of this. Yeah, sometimes you have to just pass cards to the left, but you can get you can compost an artichoke in the process. Um, you can um, anyway do do a lot of really cool different things. I'm not doing it the best of service because I can't remember all the abilities, but the abilities are very well designed, and it's such a unique structure of a game to be to start with a deck that you just completely want to shed. You completely want to get rid of everything in your deck and replace it with these nice cartoony friendly vegetables that you want in your garden. And for some reason you really hate artichokes. So I don't really get why the animist or artichokes, but the whole theme of the deck is cartoony. Um, they it it were weeds, but artichokes? I know. Yeah. Like you can for, eat
1: artichokes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think she, I don't know if Emma Larkins just hates artichokes or maybe they're just easily, uh, an, an invasive perennial <laughs> plant. Um, huh. I'm not sure, but who knew, but, But it's just a really fun game, and it's it's a cute structure of elimination versus building. So you are building your deck, but also at the same time, as quickly or if not quicker, you want to eliminate these artichokes out of your deck to get a well-rounded vegetable garden with no artichokes. So the structure was just so cool, and I've never played a game quite like it. It plays very fast. It's a light game. But it's another really good intro game to gamers or to, to non gamers. It's uh, it's just, it's just very accessible. It makes sense and it doesn't overcomplicate itself with tons of like if this then that rules. It's it, when you pick up a vegetable, it's very clear what it does and how it's going to affect um, that round. You do it and then it goes in your hand and if it comes up again you can play that one and do it again and and so it's just a really cool uh, little game what well, very well well designed so it's by game right and you sh- i'm sure it's around in game stores too uh, as well but abandon all artichokes was surprisingly good
1: all right uh, yeah i've i've seen that one uh, i think i saw it at target cuz yeah. yeah it's uh yeah game right like those, that's available everywhere
0: yeah, uh-huh. it's really good. Surprise! It surprised me quite a bit for nice. a little game that you'd think would be just sort of a, eh, kind of a. Right. forgot. Well, uh, easily forgot one.
1: Well, I got to. Uh, I got to talk about almost half of the games on my list. <laughs> All right, we're making <laughs> so, headway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so next next week we can. Uh, well, we'll get into some more. I have I have plenty. Nice. So, All right.
0: Well, I ha- we'll have some more as well. Um, Yeah, looking forward to it. I I have some plays coming up, and I'm excited to to chat about with you in the next uh, episode, too. So looking forward to that.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: Well, everybody, that does it for episode three. I got it right this time in uh, season 4 so thank you all for hanging in there and hanging out with us for an hour Uh, you can let us know how you're feeling and what you're thinking and what you're playing a few different ways you can go to twitter or instagram at roasted game 1 games 1 you can also go to our facebook page roasted games you can go to uh, our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com and scroll down to the roasted games page fill out a comment form we really love hearing from you guys Uh, we love any suggestions for shows or any just comments on what we've talked about or just if you have a game that you're really loving right now we'd love to hear what you're playing and why you're into it so much because we always love to hear about people you know you get obsessed with a certain game and you're like this is there's no ever game better than this <laughs> for this month at least so we'd love to hear <laughs> from that from you guys and uh thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next episode
1: bye